Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Novel. It's Monday, June 9th, 2003, and the trashers aren't even a twinkle in Jimmy Galante's eye. Tonight, he's taken AJ to the Continental Airlines Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. AJ's favorite team, the New Jersey Devils, are up against the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. But this isn't any old game. This is the final game of the 2002-2003 NHL season. The biggest game in the hockey calendar. The winner will take home the Stanley Cup. Tonight, the winner takes it all. What a series it's been. It's a school night, but AJ wouldn't miss this game for the world. Jimmy and AJ take their seats with the other Devils fans, all dressed up in team colours. Red, black, and white. The game starts, and the crowd are up on their feet, straining to see the puck as it flies up and down the ice. There's a Devils player out here tonight who AJ's never seen before. Number 16, a young gun by the name of Mike Rupp. He's playing the kind of hockey AJ aspires to, skillful but tough. Held in, near side by Ruck. Ruck, the young rookie who came to the playoffs late for the Devils, but has played physically big. Ruck is 23 years old. He's new to the NHL, but tonight he's dominating. Got that pass to White. As the game moves into the second period, the two teams are still tied, 0-0. But not for long. Ruck intercepts the puck mid-air, deflects it past the goalie and into the net. The goal takes the Devils into the lead. In the stands, AJ and the other Devils fans go wild. You never know where heroes will come from. It's his first ever playoff goal. Ain't timing wonderful. You gotta love life. <laughs> Rupp was not nervous in the first period. You can see it for a raw rookie. Unbelievable. He's had great legs. 
Mike has scored the victory-clinching goal and helps win the enormous Stanley Cup for his team. AJ's found a new hero. Mike Rupp is young, talented and aggressive, the kind of player AJ can only dream about becoming. But little does AJ know, a couple of years from now, his own hockey career will be cut brutally short and the logo on Mike Rupp's jersey will no longer be a devil, but a shifty-eyed trash can. I'm Claire Crofton. From the teams at Novel and iHeartRadio, this is the Fighty Pucks. Game 5, Lockout. school. I was the only person that played hockey in any of the grades. So I felt like as a kid, you want to be different. And this was the opportunity for me to be different. I could be the best because no one else played. So it's pretty easy to be the best when you're the only one playing. Mike Rupp's hockey origin story might sound familiar. He grew up in Cleveland, which, like Danbury, is not a hockey town. And like AJ, Mike used hockey as a way to blow off steam. The sport offered him a kind of alter ego. When you step on the sheet of ice, you could be a villain, you could be a hero, you can be anything. It's almost like this fake persona that you can have. You could be anybody you want to be. It was like uh, you're living this character out, drawing emotion out of people. And, you know, normally I wasn't like that in everyday life. Like I wasn't going around trying to get a rise out of people. But on the ice, that's what I try to do, whether it's getting cheered at home or booed on the road. It was fun. In regular life, you're not allowed to start fights or bash into people. And off the ice, Mike Rupp comes across as a really sweet guy, just like AJ. But... Out on the ice, the rules are different. The arena is a stage, the kit a kind of costume. Players can transform. So just like AJ when he was playing, Mike could channel his aggression in a way that would get him arrested outside of the arena. But this is where the parallels between Mike Rupp and AJ stop. Because while AJ might have been the tough guy star of his high school hockey team, Mike Rupp was playing at a whole nother level. From the moment Mike first picked up a hockey stick in the mid-80s, age six, it was clear that this kid had a gift. He seemed destined for the NHL. At just 18 years old, he went pro, committing years of hard graft to honing his skills in the minor leagues. That commitment paid off. I ended up making my NHL debut on my birthday, actually, in January 13th, 2003. I ended up scoring two goals in that game, so it was like, all right, cool, man, I made it. Mike made hockey headlines, scoring that winning goal in the Stanley Cup final, with AJ and Jimmy cheering on from the stands. He was living every hockey kid's fantasy. Until one day... It is my somber duty to report that at today's meeting, the NHL Board of Governors unanimously reconfirmed that NHL teams will not play until we have a new system which fixes the economic problems facing our game. It's 2004, and there's trouble in the NHL. There have been too many bankruptcies and too many other close calls. 
We need a system that will eliminate the disparities in payrolls so that a team's ability to compete depends on its team building skills, not on its ability to pay. The league wants to introduce a salary cap to regulate how much the players can get paid. They've paused the season until the players basically agree to have their pay capped. And unsurprisingly, players are not in a rush to accept the new terms. The very future of our game is at stake. For the first time since he was six years old, there's no hockey in Mike's foreseeable future. I dreamt about playing in the NHL my whole life. I finally get a little taste of it, and then it's like, what happens if this is forever, you know? So you don't know what's going to happen. It doesn't look like the NHL's going to start up again anytime soon. What's Mike supposed to do with his life now? He's just started scratching his head for ideas when someone from a small city called Danbury reaches out with an offer he can't refuse. That's coming up after the break. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Back in December 2004, when star player Brad Wingfield was rushed to hospital, some feared this was the beginning of the end for the Trashers. But over the course of their next few games, the team's commentator Phil Jubileo saw something else happen. The game kind of like galvanised the team. Like, they just started ripping off wins after that. Like, they had a real hard time losing games. It felt like this team couldn't lose. And then they just went on a roll. They say that the best form of revenge is success. And between Brad's injury on December 1st and Christmas, the Trashers played nine games. They won seven of them. This was a team of underdogs, picked for their ability to bite back. Back ending when he scores! And the Trashers win it, so they dominate the final two periods of play. Danbury won the game. Danbury wins the game. And the Trashers defeat the Jackals by a final score of 6-4. to four. As 2004 turns to 2005, the Trashers continue to play hard. 
By February, they've worked their way from newbies to the top of the league. Well, the role of underdog has played very well to the Danbury Trashers this season. But there's a long way to go if Jimmy and AJ want to win the championship. Because the UHL schedule is relentless. There's the regular season, where teams in a geographical division play against each other, home and away. Then, once the regular season wraps in April, there's the playoffs. A ruthless elimination tournament where the top two teams in each division battle it out for the UHL's ultimate prize, the Colonial Cup. And so, if the Trashers are going to be the ones to parade that trophy around the Hat City, they have to win and keep on winning. With the NHL season halted and hundreds of the world's best players at a loose end, AJ spots a golden opportunity that could keep the Trashers at the top of their game. I mean, we felt invincible. Like, we felt like we could just get any player we wanted. If we really wanted them, we can get them. And there's one player that AJ really wants. Mike Rupp, he could be available. He might be interested. I remember being like, oh my God, that would be, you know, crazy. I was a fan. I was a teenage kid. I was playing with him on video games. You know what I mean? So it was like a fantasy. But for a teenager running a professional ice hockey team, turning fantasy into reality was not exactly uncharted territory. I had a friend reach out to me and... He said, hey, uh, there's a new team in Danbury, Connecticut. They have an owner. He really wants to win. His name's Jimmy. Do you mind if I give him your number? I said, no, give him my number. I'll hear what the guy has to say. Before he knows it, Mike Rupp gets a call. And he says that here's the situation. We want to come out of the gates and win a championship. We want to do something special. At first, when I heard it, I'm like, you know, a lot of those leagues are tough. Like, there's fights. It's a lot tougher than the leagues above. Mike's early career has taught him exactly what's waiting for an NHL player down in the minor leagues. It was like taking a fish and throwing him into a piranha tank. Everybody wanted to beat that player, make him look foolish, wanted to get in his face, wanted to fight him, wanted to beat him up because it was an opportunity for them to show scouts and everybody that... Hey, this guy played in the league? Well, look, I just showed him up. And so I know that there's going to be players that are going to target me because I played in the NHL. Jimmy's not used to hearing pushback. But he keeps his cool. When Jimmy speaks, it's very slow, powerful, to the point. And he goes, Michael, when we get off this phone call, I'd like for you to go on our team's website and look up our roster. Let's just say nobody will even look at you out there. I promise you that. And I kind of was sitting there like, what do you mean? I didn't know anything about his team. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll check it out. So I get off the phone and I go on uh, the computer and I look up the roster. As Mike starts scrolling, his jaw drops. Generally speaking, in basic terms, If a player has over 100 penalty minutes in a year, that's a physical player. Like, look out for this guy. He might be a little little squirrely out here with his uh, decision-making. I look on their roster. They had four players with over 200 minutes, and they're halfway through their season. And I'm like, how is that even possible? But as he keeps reading, it starts to make sense. I know some of these names. Because I've ridden the bus. I've heard the old war stories from guys who've been in the minor leagues for years. You've got 
Roman, the Nigerian nightmare, Nadir, Frank, the animal, Bialois, John, nasty, morasty. I'm like, these guys are legendary, like crazy, crazy, tough dudes. And Mike notices something else about these players. They're not just legendary, crazy, tough dudes. They're really good. They've got guys on their team with 40 goals. I'm like, I know that guy. I played against him in the American Hockey League. I played against this guy. Oh, this guy used to play in the NHL. This guy was a former first-round pick in the NHL. They've got Brent Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky's brother. I'd have to assume he's pretty good. All right. Ah, so that's why Jimmy sounds so confident. Yeah, I think he's right. I not only get to play with some pretty good players, no one's going to even look at me. No one's going to even bother me because we've got guys on that team that uh, they're there to fight. Mike's no longer worried about getting beaten up if he joins the Trashers, but it's still a really difficult decision. He's a rising star in the NHL. He has to play his cards carefully. And so just a few days after chatting to Jimmy on the phone, Mike finds himself on a plane, touching down in New York en route to Danbury. When he gets to arrivals, he scans the crowd, looking for a sign with his name on it. Jimmy's promised someone will be there to pick him up. But no sign. Just this teenager, with a mad grin on his face, trying to catch his attention. He's got the big diamond earring. He's dressed like an 18-year-old. And he's all energetic. And he looked at me, and he kind of smiled, and he gave me a little, like, one of those little regal waves and kept walking. But AJ stopped him. Hey, Mike, you know, I'm your ride. And he looked at me, and um, you could just see, like, just confusion going on in his head. And I was like, hey, I'm AJ. I'm with the Trashers. And he was just like, oh, okay. Jimmy has somehow forgotten to mention to Mike that the team is run by his kid's son. And AJ isn't about to explain all this to his hockey idol. And I was like, here, let me get your bag for you. I was holding his bag and we, we walked to my car and, um, you know, a regular car. It wasn't like a limo or anything. It's a 90-minute drive to the Danbury Arena, but there's not much small talk in the car. AJ's too starstruck and Mike, a little confused. He just was looking around the window. He was looking out. He was like, almost like he was being pranked. Pulling up outside the Danbury Ice Arena, Mike can see that it's a lot smaller than the NHL venues he's used to playing in. But AJ ushers him out of the car and in through the heavy doors to meet the rest of the crew in the lobby. And that's when the penny drops. Hold on a second, like, what's going on? Like, oh, you're the, you're, this is your team? What the hell, like, uh, how do you have a kid running a team here? As Mike tries to wrap his head around this revelation, a man walks into the lobby. Dressed in a bomber jacket, his collar's pushed up and his beard is perfectly groomed. It's Jimmy. He was intense. Like, his eyes, when you just talk to him, he can tell you about the weather and it looks like he's staring into your soul. He says he wants to show Mike how things are run at Trash's HQ and leads Mike on a tour of the arena. Everything there was done top, you know, first class. Mike's used to being given the star treatment, but he didn't expect it from a lower league team. I mean, they literally treated their team like an NHL team. Later, Mike gets on the phone to his agent. The agent has spoken to Jimmy, and he's got some good news. 
This guy said to name your price. Wait, what? Doesn't this lower league have some kind of salary cap for players? Honestly, I go, I don't care. Just tell him to pay me what he thinks is fair. Um, he could pay me whatever he wants to pay me. Mike's already decided he wants to become a trasher. And not for the money. He's bought into the whole trasher's concept. The brutal way they play hockey. He could see himself having a good time here. I mean, it was a no-brainer for me. But before he signs anything, his agent wants to make him aware of something. Jimmy doesn't pay the normal way. He wants to pay you cash. What do you mean he wants to pay me cash? Like he wants to give you a duffel bag of cash. <laughs> what do you mean? No, like honestly, like I, I think that's how he wants to pay you. And I'm like, I don't know about that, man. Mike signs the contract anyway, insists on getting paid the normal way, but little red flags are being raised in his brain. Who exactly is Jimmy Galante? More after the break. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels. And do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It's the 11th of February, 2005, when the Trashers arrive in Muskegon, on the banks of Lake Michigan. For the past few days, the whole team, AJ included, have been on tour for a series of UHL away games. The Trashers are still riding high, but they've just lost their top place in the league to the Adirondack Frostbite, and they're no longer putting together long winning streaks. In fact, they've lost the first game of the tour. The Trashers need to finish in the top two to make the playoffs. And with their opponents closing in behind them and 25 games left to play in the regular season, nothing can be taken for granted. Especially as the next few games will be played on enemy ice. That means no fish stinking out their rivals' locker rooms, no sleep-deprived opponents. They're going to have to play these games without T-Bone's trick bag. So they're about to find out just how sharp they are without that prankster edge. 
First up, the Trashers are facing three-time UHL Championship winners, the Muskegon Fury. But they're not too worried. They've got their new recruit, NHL superstar Stanley Cup winner Mike Rupp, ready for his first professional game in nine months. Phil Jubileo's also come on tour. He's commentating all the away games for the fans back at home in Danbury. So when they get to the arena, the teams head to the locker rooms to kit up, and Phil gets ready to broadcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Elsie Walker Arena in Muskegon, Michigan. Phil Jubileo with you on Danbury Trashers Hockey. Tonight, the Danbury Trashers will face the Muskegon Fury, and both teams are on the ice. AJ looks on from the side of the rink as Mike Rupp and the Trashers race onto the ice. It was surreal. It was really surreal to see him put the Trasher jersey on and skate around. I mean, geez, our league was very competitive and we had a lot of good players, but this was an NHL player. I mean, the top of the top. This is the stuff of dreams for AJ. Scrappy's shifty little eyes staring up at him from the back of Mike Rupp's jersey. But he snaps out of the daydream when the puck drops and the game starts. Rupp gets it, out to the far circle. David a drive and a save made by Sly Day. Michael Rupp helping read several potential scoring opportunities. That same magic that shot Mike into the Hockey Hall of Fame, it's here tonight. You see the difference on the ice. The way he moves is different. Michael Rupp streaks up the right wing over the line. He's faster. Backhanding one, saved by Dick. Just unreal to watch live. Shows a really good acceleration. Streaking he was just a step and a half ahead of everybody. But there's only so much one player can do. And as the game progresses, the Trashers are struggling. That one comes in wide from Nelson. Right point, Van Drunen holds it in, shoots and scores. The Fury score. And then score again. Fury lead by a score of two to nothing. And again. Moving to the slot, shooting and scoring. And again. Flashing into Black and near circle, shot and score. The trashers just got trashed. And Muskegon take a four nothing win over the Denver Trashers here at the LC Walker. As the team bus leaves Michigan that night, the players sit in silence. It's a huge disappointment. Mike tries to put it out of his mind. He needs to get some sleep before they arrive at the next game of the tour. He leans his head against the window and closes his eyes. As he's drifting off, he overhears someone on the phone behind his seat. Hey, buddy. It's John Nasty Morasti. A legendary Trash's tough guy. And he's leaning forward, I think, to muffle like his talking, like speaking into his hand into his cell phone. Basically right behind my head. I hear him just say like, What's up, man? Yeah, I haven't talked to you. I was good. I was life. Yeah, I'm good. I'm playing here in Danbury. Just exchanging pleasantries. And then, What are you doing next weekend? Nasty seems to be talking to another hockey player. You want to come out to uh, play a game next week? Sounds like he's trying to talk the guy into joining the team. Just come out and play. The owner, he'll take care of you. Just come out here and you can do whatever you want to do. Mike's curious, but he's also exhausted. 
He's asleep before he has time to worry about who Nasty has just recruited. When Mike wakes up, the team has arrived in Port Huron, Michigan, and he's got the trash's next opponents, the Port Huron flags, on his mind. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the McMoran Arena here in Port Huron, Michigan. Bill Jubileo with you. This is... In this next game, Mike scores his first trash's goal. Far circle, Rupp comes away with it. Rebound, they score! Michael Rupp on the follow-up after the initial perfume save. But it's not enough. The trashers get trashed again. It's a 5-2 loss. Four nights later, it's the final game of this cursed tour. The trashers are playing their rivals, the Adirondack Frostbite in Glen Falls. As they pad up in the locker room, there's an unfamiliar face amongst them. The guy's six foot five and built like a tank. And he's kitting up in trashers' colours. Chad Wagner a man preceded by an impressive reputation. Apparently, Wagner has been expelled from a couple different leagues in hockey, and he wasn't playing or has been retired from hockey for a couple years. In the last three seasons he played, Wagner collected 1,500 penalty minutes, which, in case you're wondering, is a lot of penalty minutes. And now, all of a sudden, he's playing for the Trashers? Nearly everyone is confused by this new arrival. But not John Nasty Marasty. He's the one who helped recruit this secret weapon so the trashers could shake their losing streak. Together with Jimmy and AJ, who lured him out with, go out there and do whatever you want to do. As the game against the Adirondack Frostbite begins, Wagner takes the invitation literally. There are scuffles, takedowns, brawls and fights. Gloves are dropped, shirts are ripped. It's carnage. I'm talking total hockey mayhem. Chad Wagner garnered 43 penalty minutes. Yep, 43 penalty minutes, which, for reference, was a record for the Trashers. His antics made for quite the show, but didn't exactly get the results the Trashers were hoping for. They get hammered. The Danbury Trashers fall by a final score of 6-1. to one. A line of despondent Trashers lumber aboard the team bus and slump down in their seats. They're on the road back to Danbury with nothing to show for their efforts. They've lost four games in a row. The Trashers are gutted. And Jimmy is raging. Like, visibly upset. And the thing that you learn in hockey in a long season, I mean, you play 82 games, you know, in the NHL, it's like you can't live and die by every night. Like, you're going to have bad nights. But Jimmy wanted to win every day. Like, that's how Jimmy was. He was intense. And as he spends more time with his new boss... Mike understands that this is not just Jimmy's approach to hockey games. Back in Danbury, after their disastrous tour, Jimmy shows Mike around the garbage yard. Mike's impressed. I remember asking him just kind of small talk, how'd you grow this? How'd you get so big? Jimmy tells Mike how it all began, how his grandparents moved to the US from Italy and set up a garbage business. 
how Jimmy founded his own waste enterprise when he was in his early 20s, how he started small and grew the business from two trucks to five and then 10. Now, his business is expanding so fast, he's buying out other garbage companies. I'm like, what if someone doesn't want to sell you their business? Jimmy turns to Mike. He goes, they will. And I just said, oh, okay. I go, but like, what if they're successful already and, and they don't want to sell it? And he goes, we've had that before. There's ways. They'll always sell, though. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, it's kind of vague. It strikes Mike as a little odd. And it's not just this tour of the trash yard. There are things the other trashers have mentioned about their new owner that seem a little unorthodox. There was certain things that guys got paid for, like a set of tires or go down to the jeweler. And if you were looking at something, they would just give it to you, stuff like that. We were staying in houses on lakes. We were treated like an NHL organization. I don't think a normal salary cap would have had any type of room to allow that. I only made $500 a week playing hockey to stay under the salary cap. But I think I made a hundred and something thousand, hundred and twenty thousand dollars for the year. It just didn't add up. Nobody knew the extent of it. You've seen a lot of movies, it's true. Unless you were from Mars, you know how people got established in the waste management business, correct? And it wasn't just locker room gossip about Jimmy. After Adi Rondak destroyed the trashers on their away tour, the Frostbite owner gave a post-game interview where he made some allegations about Jimmy. He referred to Jimmy as uh, basically just, you know, they've got Tony Soprano running their team. As in the fictional New Jersey mob boss, Tony Soprano, who also owns a waste disposal business and also has a son called AJ. And Jimmy didn't like that. And with the trashers back in Danbury after that disastrous away tour, guess who's scheduled to come to town? Yep, they're up against the Adirondack frostbite, this time on home ice. So guys were like, oh, Jimmy wants to kill that team. Like, he wants us to destroy that team. This is their chance at retribution. And the players told me, and Jimmy told me, we're going to get those guys. We're going to get those guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Danbury Ice Arena. I'm Phil Gibaleo, and this is Danbury Trashers Hockey. The day arrives, Wednesday, 23rd of February, 2005. With it being a midweek game, Jimmy and AJ have come up with a marketing ploy to get spectators through the door. Tonight, WWE night here at the DIA. John Cena is on hand, the United States champion from SmackDown. He's here meeting and greeting the fans. To open the game, they've brought in John Cena, one of the most famous professional wrestlers of all time. And it's worked. The stands are packed with rowdy fans. Danbury will change it up as Hickey comes on with John Morasti and Chad Wagner out there. Chad Wagner is back. And you know what that means. This should be interesting. As soon as the puck drops, all hell breaks loose. And we've got some pushing and shoving at center ice as the Trashers with their heavy hitters out there. Bennett getting shoved by Wagner. Wagner is straight out there, instigating fights. Other Trashers are joining in, and the Frostbite aren't playing nice either. Six game misconducts are issued in the first 10 minutes. 
In the first period, the teams clock up 106 penalty minutes between them. So far, it's violent, sure, but it's about to get explosive. Without warning or any obvious reason, Wagner makes a dash for the edge of the ice. Wagner going after the bench! Wagner is out of the box and he's in the Adirondack bench! Wagner clambers over the boards. Wagner jumping the bench right now, gloves and helmet off. There's more than 10 Adirondack players in there. Some are waiting for their turn to play and others are sitting out their penalty minutes. They may not be trash as tough, but I don't imagine most people would dive into this lot and start a brawl solo. But Chad Wagner is not most people, and he's not trying to start a fight with a player. And it looks like he's trying to attack coach on the Adirondack bench, also out of the... Wagner starts attacking the opposition coach. In case you're wondering, this is definitely not within the rules of the game. Wagner being held off by the linesman right now. Wagner skating away. Commentator Phil has seen a lot in his day, but nothing like this. I don't know what's going on here. I have no idea really what's going on here personally. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. Kind of fitting that this occurs on WWE night. The Trashers have given John Cena a game to remember. And better than that, they finished the game blood-soaked and victorious. And the Damory Trashers pick up a big victory with a 4-2 win over the frostbite here at the Danbury Ice Arena. Afterwards, League Commissioner Richard Brassell has his work cut out, racking up fines and suspensions. The Trashers' coach, Todd Sterling, is suspended for three games a punishment for letting his team get so out of hand. Other Trashers players get lengthy suspensions. And Chad Wagner? He's back into retirement, permanently suspended from the UHL. It's not the kind of hockey NHL superstar Mike Rupp is used to. I'm seeing guys suspended for life. I'm seeing these numbers of penalty minutes that are on these guys' stat lines for the season. But it's not just the violence that surprises him. Uh, We're winning hockey games. Guys are scoring a lot of goals. Like, I'm like, all right, this is fun. This is different. I'm sure playing in the NHL is amazing and all, but the show the Trashers are putting on is something else. Playing for this team, Mike feels untouchable. At that point, everybody knew the team was crazy and nuts. No one even, like, no one would make eye contact with you. Jimmy's kept his word. The squad is protecting their prized NHL asset. If anything happened to me on the ice, anybody came after me, we'd have 15 guys going to go jump on that guy's back in a second. You know what I mean? And some people could look at it and be like, how vulgar, how caveman-esque this all was. Yeah, okay, I can understand that. But Jimmy, his family, the organization, AJ, treated us like gold. And... The team was a really good group of guys. Like we went out after games and have beers and it was an awesome group. Like there was no clickiness. There was no, like it really, really was a close knit group. It was like he joined a big extended family. And you got a big hug after the game. Almost one of those like fatherly, like, you know, good job. That goes a long way. You don't get that in hockey all the time. Through the rest of the spring that year, the Trashers continue to hustle. Eventually, they come in second place in the Eastern Division. 
an incredible achievement for a team in their first season. But they're not done yet. They've qualified for the Colonial Cup playoffs. And the intensity is about to reach a whole new level. Hockey is a little different to other sports. So here's how the playoffs work in the UHL. There are three rounds, quarterfinals, semifinals and a final. There are seven games in each round, also known as a series. The first team to win four games win the round. And the team to win the final round win the championship. For the first round, the quarterfinals, the Trashers are up against their old friends, the Adirondack Frostbite. Which included probably the most dramatic game in the whole franchise. Guys were getting carted off because they were so dehydrated that they had to have like IV bags in between periods of overtime pushed into them so they would have enough fluid to keep playing. Like it was that dramatic. And everybody is on the ice. They're hugging. But the Trashers win. AJ Galanti out there with team owner Jimmy Galanti. The Trasher team hugging. Everybody happy as the Danbury Trashers go to the semifinal round in just their inaugural season. The Colonial Cup is within reach. This is Danbury Trashers hockey. Next, they face the league's defending champions, the Muskegon Fury. A tough team. And the Trashers need to come out on top over seven games in this round if they're to make the final. After the first three games of the semi-final, things are not looking good. Muskegon win all of them. Tonight, the Trashers really have their backs against the wall. It is game four of the Colonial Cup semi-finals and the Trashers are down three games to nothing. But the Trashers fight back. The Trashers live to play another day they win. Listen to the crowd here in Trasher Town, all 3,005 standing and clapping. Game five here at the DIA tomorrow night at seven. As the tie goes into its fifth game, their tails are up. They have to keep winning. The pressure is intense. Danbury will look to play disciplined hockey, something they have struggled with all season long. But in game six, no amount of praying to the hockey gods can swing it for the Trashers. They fall behind to the Fury early in the game and never quite recover. Muskegon win the series in five games over the Trashers. The Trashers are eliminated. Time runs out on the Trasher season. Jimmy Galanti, the team owner, on the ice first, shaking the hands of the Trashers players as they will have the customary handshake at center ice. Well, I got to say, in my first season of working in the United Hockey League, obviously my first season here in Danbury, it has been an absolute blast. My most enjoyable year in professional sports. So uh, this is only going to get bigger and better for the Danbury Trashers. While the Trashers fell in five games, it was a pretty exciting series from start to finish. Their dream of raising that big old Colonial Cup above their heads is over. For this season anyway. It stung. It bothered me that we didn't win and have a chance to win the finals because I knew how much it meant to those guys. I saw what they put into that team, how much money they put into the arena, what they did in the community. So all these things, like you're sitting there and you're like, it wasn't like it ended. I'm like, oh, oh well, go and go back to the NHL. Like it, it stung. Like you, you, 
you felt like it was a missed opportunity. There is a slight consolation. They set a UHL record of 2,776 penalty minutes. Impressive. But for Mike Rupp, the party's over. The NHL labour disputes have been resolved and the Premium League is back in action. Mike stays in touch with his old teammates over the summer, but the season he played for the Galantes is beginning to seem like a weird fever dream. He starts to question whether he imagined all those red flags. For the longest time, it just kind of like felt like it was just this black hole in, of, of existence in my career. Like, no one knew about it, no one talked about it. But then, Mike's phone rings, and when he picks up, it's a trasher on the line. Hey, man, I don't know what's going on here, but something's going down. It seems those little red flags have been waving for a reason. Over in Danbury, shit is kicking off in Jimmy's trash yard. That's coming up next time on The Fighty Pucks. The Fighty Pucks is produced by Novel for iHeartRadio. For more from Novel, visit novel.audio. The series is hosted by me, Claire Crofton, and produced by me, Joe Wheeler, and Amalia Sortland. The executive producer is David Waters. Story editing from Max O'Brien, Mithily Rao, and Austin Mitchell. Our field producer is Babette Thomas. Our fact checker is Dania Suleiman. Our hockey sensitivity reader is Nikhil Desai. Production management from Cherie Houston and Charlotte Wolfe. Sound design, mixing and scoring by Nicholas Alexander. Additional engineering by Daniel Kempson. Music supervision by Nicholas Alexander and David Waters. Original music composed by Eric Phillips. Willard Foxton is creative director of development. Special thanks to Sean Glynn, Katrina Novell, David Vassaman, Sean Tytone, and Beth Ann Macaluso. Novel. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.